Hello everyone, this is Aditya Mehta and I welcome you all to the episode number 100 of Podcast on Personality Development. Yes, you heard it right. We have now officially completed 100 episodes of this podcast and I can't say how happy I am. On this big moment, I would like to thank you all for your love and support for this podcast and thanks to all the guests who have really added some great value to this show. And lastly, to some great mentors of mine for this podcast. You all have helped me to achieve my dream of podcasting. Lots of love and virtual hugs to all of you. Moving ahead in this episode, I talked to Vinnie Potastivo, an Amy Award winner in media strategy and he is also a creator economist. Now, what is creator economist? He will tell you that in the episode. This guy has shared some awesome things and I'm pretty sure you are going to get a lot of insights today from this episode. So make sure to listen to the entire episode and also if you feel that this adds value in your life then do consider following or subscribing this podcast. So without any further ado, let's get started. Hello everyone, this is Aditya Mehta and you are listening to Podcast on Personality Development. We all have some talent in us. Some of us are good in dance. Some of us are good in singing. Some of us are good in speaking and etc. etc. But today on this podcast, we have a person who has a talent of finding a talent. Amazing, right? He is a creator, not only on Instagram or TikTok or any other social media platform, but he is a creator of personal brand for talented people. Some of the personal brands which he has created is Jessica Simpson, Russell Simmons, Snoop Dogg, Lindsay Lohan, and the list is quite long. And to be very honest, I don't know how to pronounce those names, so I'm not going ahead. Let me allow to introduce an Amy Award-winning media advisor and creator economist, Vinny Patestivo. Hey, Vinny, what's up? Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, Eddie, thanks for having me. What a great, what a great introduction. And funny to think of, uh, funny to think of how tricky some of those names are. But lucky, lucky to have those people in my life to have given me the career that I got to have. Wow, isn't that amazing? And, uh, you know, like, Vinny, let me tell you this. Some of the names I have heard, and as I told you, that some of the names I couldn't even pronounce. So, you know, creating all those brands is something which is, I'm pretty sure it, like, you, you might be having a good sleep every night because you have created some great careers throughout <laughs> your career. And I feel, uh, you know, you must be really happy while sleeping every night that, you know, I have added values in people's life. 
and they are adding more values to other people's life as well so that's really amazing it's it's simple like you know a chain effect where you create one career and they create more and more careers so you know i i really love that amazing concept of yours of finding talent and creating a career but you know like we are all here to hear you i mean i i normally speak a lot but today i'm just going to listen to you so <laughs> you know without wasting any time vinny i really want to know and i'm pretty sure audience is very eager to know about your story like how you got into this industry and you know what told you that you know what this is what i'm good at you know what was that moment where you realized that this is something i want to do for the entire career yeah well i don't <laughs> i don't know if those were the, if those moments happened at the same time i don't think <laughs> i knew what i want there was i can tell you the moment i realized i wanted to be in this career uh, i'm a data programmer i'm a data analyst i in the 90s was writing microsoft access codes and excel and macros and i was a compliant i was a data compliance officer for for uh the y2k you know um and the, the launch of the euro i got to help banks you know really uh just organize their information it was databases that at the core of my skill or the technical skill that i've been able to lean on um uh, but i was obsessed with talent like you mentioned earlier having a talent to find talent i really appreciate that i think that maybe i developed that just out of a need to want to be surrounded by talented people and in the 90s talent was described more as something theatrical so acting singing dancing you know like we 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 learned maybe in the early 2000s storytellers started to become you know talent also uh and that's when i'm really lucky to have been at mtv uh at a time where stories really mattered but it was that database that got me into mtv uh i got to help the executives there organize their castings and help them organize uh, audience members that were signing releases and I would tour the country with them at first all just just sort of organizing data to be really honest I knew how to and I learned I learned from some of the best people in the industry but I learned how to cast and how to represent MTV or an opportunity but all of that to be said I did it while I was uh, managing data and information and it's something that I'm still doing now uh Wow. And that's how I start. That's how that's how I got started. That's how I've been able to grow and track and scale some of the information and contacts that I've made in my career or throughout throughout my career, I should say, um, uh, is is having is having databases. Right now, um, I'm loving Notion. Right now, Notion is a platform that is awesome for me. If you're familiar with Notion, it's sort of takes the the best parts of Google Word and Google Excel and puts them to, it gives you a right. blank sheet and it lets you create a database or a web page and and you can sort it you can sort the same information in so many different ways that that you don't need multiple databases to be able to see the information and um I'm really liking Notion right now because it allows me to show people how to build systems communication systems to stay in touch with you know, um, some of the things we'll talk about is how to get on TV or how to get in print or how to get on, you know, on radio. Uh, 
It's all in my database, <laughs> not just my not just my contacts. It's I have a database. I make sure that I've um, sorted and I'm tracking conversations and information. Uh, but it's in leveraging that. It's in leveraging the the clean aesthetic of being able to stay connected with people and move move quickly. Because when you um, when you say you can do these things, when uh, when it's go time, you need to be able to move really quickly. Again, another reason why I like Notion because I can do a lot of development and writing on Notion and then turn that into a web page, you know, instantly and, and let a client see it. So um, just a, a, it's just a great, and it's for someone like me, who's a solo creator, like, yes, I work with lots of people and companies and brands and businesses, but I have a very small team, actually. Um, I, some, I support much larger teams than the ones, you know, that I actually have myself, but that's by design. Um, I don't need to have a, a team to teach people the thing that I do which is standing out in media, standing out, like as I said, in, in the public sector, it's news, television, on reality, uh, editorial, advertorial opportunities, and and um, and then making sure the social media is tight. I'm all about the, I was lucky to work at MTV at a point when celebrities had to come to MTV to be able to get to the audience. Yeah. What I like about what I do now in 2023 is our iPhones and our Androids allow us to all be creators. I am now qualified to work with millions more people than I was before. And Eddie, you have something that, you know, you mentioned Snoop Dogg, you mentioned some names earlier that I got to work with. You have something that they don't have, that you own something that they don't have. And that's content. Wow. You know, and you're in that celebrity game, especially 10, 20 years ago. And if you're selling media in the American market, specifically in North America, you relinquish your rights. You give the network the idea and then they commission it from you and you get paid certain ways. But the network owns the show, which is why a lot of times we'll hear formats going up to Sweden. There are always like English speaking territories where they have media and then they the the creator actually owns the show. It's a different it's a different type of um contract that, that would do. And then we license the show to America. So Apprentice is a good example um of a show I think uh Shark Tank here in America is called Lions Den in Canada. Do you guys get Lions Den in uh, India like a no, it's, it's like it's an Shark entrepreneur show. Oh, Shark Tank? It's, yeah, it's a Shark Tank India. So, yeah. Oh, Shark Tank India is what they call it. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, so just understanding how how the producer of that show sold that show and then was able to take that format because they own it to different territories and different platforms. Hmm. And um, that's what I'm trying to help business owners who are creating podcasts, whether they're a guest or a host. That's what I'm trying to show them is how to, like Eddie, for example, for you, um, how, how to make you a multi-award winning podcast you know, uh, host. Because there are awards that are out there that I believe maybe you, you don't even you know, know you qualify for. Yeah. And, and as a creator, you'll, you'll understand the importance of it. And maybe if you're not a creative person, maybe, or identify as a non-creative industry, maybe you're in accounting or a lawyer or uh, yeah, a, a, a landscaping, construction, this is a great way for you to stand out now um, as a communicator is through podcasting. So if you're a landscape or a gardener, if you're a florist or a dentist um, and you're in podcasting, helping you get awards in podcasting for being well-spoken, big, big communicative brands in your niche 
are just another way that I can help you grow authority. And, um, and I know this because these are all those little pieces that I used to have to do to be able to get people greenlit by the network so I can get them on national and international television as well. Wow. I mean, uh, you know, first of all, yes, I didn't knew about the awards. That's really something amazing. And yeah. it now it's just exciting that, you know what, I have to work with you. Uh, anyways, but <laughs> that would be another time. Uh, for now, we, we are, you know, live on the show right now. And I want to ask like so many things to you. And I'm the here. very first thing, which, uh, you know, I didn't understood in your bio, and that was creator economist. And let me tell you, like most of the things you said, I really understood that because I am a business analyst as well. So, you know, I understand the database, which you talked about, and I understand about the network, but this is something which I couldn't understand from your bio. So if you could, you know, let us know what creator economist means. And yeah. what did you did in there? Yeah, as a creator economist, one of the things that I appreciate most is being able to work with creators to build an economy around them so that we're not focused on the products, the service, the brand, that we're able to focus on the core piece of talent, the core person, and understand what small pieces we'd be able to connect to partners and maybe and, and for those pieces to be able to scale. So as a creator economist, one of the things I'm doing is sitting down with creators and I'm saying, um, all right, so so for you, for example, as a creator economist, if you, is, is it okay if I use you as an example, Eddie? Of course, yeah. So you do a lot of research perhaps for your episodes. So I would say, first off, what do you do with that? You know, what what is some of the stuff you do? What do you do with that research? That research is really valuable. Yes, you provide your audience with the opportunity to listen, and they certainly don't want to get hit with all your information while they're listening. But if they wanted to find out how much information you went through to get to this episode, maybe there would be an extra bonus, maybe there would be a membership area, maybe there'd be a space where you can say, look, I'm, I put the information that's out there that I know is going to move the needle, that's going to make impact. But to get there, I had to cut a lot of things out. You know, I'm really, as a host, I'm very sensitive about making sure the audience has a great experience learning. And if you want to see all of my, you know, research, I'll give you all this access to research, especially if you have a reputation for, for finding difficult data points or leveraging, creating unique um, you know, uh, for, for leveraging data points and finding unique reasons or excuses why those data points exist. Um, and what that allows me to do is figure out, for example, as a person, I might say, well, you're a musician and it makes sense for you to play an instrument. Maybe what we can do is, since you're not a strong singer, let's record some instrumental pieces and upload those to social media so there's a social track and we can use the social track, a social proof that you understand energy, and we can leverage that that appearance in a way to grow your audience so that they trust you deeper. It's it's building out the full economy around uh, around a person as opposed to figuring out how you plug into an, an existing economy. Um, I'll say it this way: we can look at podcasting. Uh, as a, in a vertical, in a silo, podcasting is an industry and people are professional podcasters. Although most of the people in podcasting 
are not professional podcasters. They're professionals in their industry who are really good or, or maybe pro level podcasting, but podcasting isn't what they do, but it's how they get their message out there. And it's, it's in helping those people, those business owners build economies around their values, their actions, their products and services in a way that can help again, grow and scale their presence, their authority, their visibility um, in other spaces, but, but from a sustainable approach. So what I'm saying is I'm, I'm going to build the system for you before, so that we don't have to piecemeal build it all wrong because you want everything to sort of work all at the same time. There's a way for that to happen. There's incrementally also another way to slowly build, you know, one's career. That's just, you know, um, slow and steady, you know, slow and steady wins the race. But if you're looking, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of skipping the line, but if you're looking to fast track things a bit, this is, this is where being an economist and specifically a creator economist really helps me build out possibilities for people. And, and, and I say that because in the late nineties, when I got hired at MTV and I got to work with Beyonce and, and uh, Puffy Diddy and uh, the Osbournes and Jessica Simpson, you mentioned Nick Cannon. Um, when I got to work with these creators, I saw how they wanted to leverage their skill set in a unique way. With Ashton, he wanted a production company. He wanted to prove to the world he can make a TV show that's a hit. With the Osbournes, she wanted to prove to the world that they were just the regular family on the street and to to understand and to understand truly not to judge a book by its cover to spend time you know to spend time with a family that you know uh is a lot warmer than you think and i and i can see in jessica simpson you know um with her with newlyweds which is a show really about obviously being a newlywed but but it wasn't a show about music or making an album or making a movie she was in a big movie called dukes of hazard that was a big movie for her so Right. So, so I didn't do any of those pieces. When I worked with Beyonce, I put her, we, I got to cast, uh, I was a casting coordinator at MTV then. And I got to be the person who auditioned her for um, a movie. I didn't touch her music or her singing or her dancing or her videos that that wasn't my job. My job, my job was to make sure that what we're doing in this movie category doesn't disrupt any part of that. And, um, and that, that's where an economist for me really comes into play because I'm able to, with the knowledge I have based on platforms and networks and what their needs are because of my contacts, based on my gut of what I of how I feel an audience may or may not react to a certain topic on a certain platform, and then just based on timing. To be honest, mm. I've been doing this for 25 years now, and I bring that up not because of the amount of time that I've been working that's impressive. But for example, in television, the Emmys come around once a year. I have 25 times to win an Emmy, not one career to win an Emmy. And so do you, you know, you have 25, you have, you have every single year there's for, for, for in America, there's the national Emmys. And then we have the local Emmys, which are actually sort of grouped by, by territories because we have a national signal that goes out to all the televisions but because there's three time zones and there's local news we do get a lot of local programming um and how many time zones are there in india there is just one time zone in india just one yeah yeah Yeah. lucky yeah 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 (laughs) um so so 
Yeah, right. So you have one time zone, but also, um, but if you're in a different ter if you're in a different territory of India, would you get like the your would your local news be different than like like maybe what's happening in, like course. what you're seeing in yeah. South India, weather wise and news wise and traffic on the streets and all that information is different than what they're seeing in other territories. Yes. So yeah, yeah, there would be a difference where uh, you know there will be national news and there will be the news which is based on specific territories local yeah Ontario, yeah local news. um by the way it's that technology that we know and there's a mix right when we watch tv it's a mix we get national and we get local by the way we also get i don't know we also get from in america we also get government messaging so there's a certain amount of um non-profit messaging that has to happen there's a certain there's a lot of rules and regulations that go into it this is makes me excited though um this to this ability to have a broadcast system where we can all be watching national content but even even the commercial breaks or even the news or the weather are local that that system that ability to spread the signal and have us experience content that way is exciting to me because imagine when our podcasts can go on broadcast and i'll tell you what as owners of our content i think that in 2023 I think a lot more brands are going to be are going to get wise to being podcast directories. You know, Apple and 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 Google and Spotify. They're 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 bigger. There are bigger you know uh, directories out there. Right. But what about if it was Cadillac or you know uh, Gucci or Disney or um, you know some really big you know a drugstore uh, a sure. supermarket by the way think about a supermarket being the ultimate place for a podcast directory because if you don't know what to buy I would wow. go <laughs> you know if you have a if you have a gluten you got to stay away from gluten you start listening to gluten-free podcasts I would trust it from a grocery store that I go shopping in especially if the messaging that I'm looking for is going to lead me to a product that I trust so I do think that that and by the way, us we will become podcast directories. You know, imagine, imagine people saying, "Well, I don't know a podcast to listen to," and then someone say, "Well, you, have you heard what's on Eddie's network? Because Eddie has great taste. You always yeah. know what tech, what science, what TV. It's going to be a mixture, you know, of things, but it's done through your. And I think that this is how we'll start discovering content in the future. This is how we'll start sharing content in the future. I I say also, you know, you have you have Netflix yeah isn't it weird that we can't send so i wish there was a feature where i could send you a netflix show to watch like hey eddie i recommend you watch um what did i just finish watching uh alice in borderland did you yeah. did you watch that yet yes yes yeah it was great i, I just completed it. it today oh yeah i'm the oh good a uh, very happy uh, no spoiler alerts for anybody but i'll just say i'm very happy with the ending and i'll just leave it at that so anyone who wants to confront me about the ending <laughs> please feel free to do so i love talking about creativity and being inspired by others by other projects and, and other people's stuff but right isn't that wouldn't that be a great way to share with our especially do it in exactly. netflix since everyone's already in netflix like that's the place to watch it as opposed to oh i'm gonna go tweet everyone should go watch this you know white lotus show or whatever you know whatever yeah. everyone's talking about you know the, of the moment so so how how we share information that's going to help us get discovered um right for podcasters right now there's a website called imdb it's the internet movie database like most of us will know it as the place to go see who directed who starred in movies and tv right. 
right. but they let podcasters on IMDb now. So if you have, you can't watch or listen to IM to podcasts on IMDb, but you get credit and the power in getting credit on IMDb for podcasters. First off, it creates a, un, it creates a unique and enormous amount of link backs. So you create these data points, how many episodes, how many guests, how many awards, you get to upload photos and images, and, and you don't need to pay for an IMDb account to do this. And you don't even have to own a podcast to be able to put your name as a guest on someone else's podcast that you've appeared on. And this is one of the ways I'm seeing podcasters grow. And this is one of the ways I'm specifically leveraging IMDb which is, again, it's, it's owned by Amazon. So like the information is permanent. So be careful what you tell it. Yeah. But um, I'm seeing it in, in not just Google search results, but Google, Bing, Yahoo. I mean, it shows up globally. Right. And, um, uh, you know, I think uh, in January of 2023, Google removed, the, there used to be, a, when you would search for a podcast on Google, there used to be a little play button that would show up. Um, and that, that's been removed. So... Um, Discovery for us, independent voices is tough, but how we create these bundles, you see how TV, you see it, your favorite yeah. networks are all already bundling their shows together. So you get different subscription packages and things like that. Right, right. So all of, all of that is set for us, but, but, but if we don't own our content, it will be very difficult to move forward. And like what you're doing here, Eddie, I'm going to joke around and I'm like, you own more content than they do, but it's true. Wow. It's really true. And um, there's a short term win right now for them to get paid now. But the long term for where we're going and for this co this content that can be turned into books, masterclasses, websites, I mean, so much can be be spawned off of podcasting. Wow, that was a detailed analysis. And I feel like most of it I didn't knew. Like I was oh, completely cool. blank about it. So it is a great information for me. And I have like so many podcasters friend and the content creators as well. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to send this podcast link to them for sure. And I would say oh, yeah. them that, you know what, I interviewed Vinny Patastavo. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah. great. And and just one thing uh, I would like to say that when you said Alice in the Borderland, uh, you know, you were happy with the ending. Mm -hmm. It's debatable and we can debate <laughs> about it. That's why you say it. I love it. After that's the show, funny. it's debatable. All right. So, so, you know, that's that's a hot debate coming after the, that's funny. After the recording. Uh, so that's that's. I do have I do for people interested in IMDb. Um, I do have a step by step guide on my website. If you go to vpe.tv slash hub H U B, um, you'll see that I have a, a, a free step by step guide a also for the awards about about overnight over 100 awards worthy of winning that I you know I find to share the credits one the credits is important to me, you know, people, people might think that credits are only for creatives. Think of our t job titles, think of all the other awards or credits that we get as professionals throughout the year. A credit on IMDb can be seen as um, a way to thank someone for doing something free, first and foremost. So if anyone is volunteering work, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, a, it's like an evergreen handshake and a data point that is pretty unique in the world of SEO. Um, giving someone a title helps give them expertise in an area. So you're helping them build authority. It doesn't cost anything to give or to get. And it's pretty cool giving credit. I got to be honest, yeah. when you're the person who gets to 
say, hey, you're thank you for your work. I'm giving you a credit. There's something career long that I've loved being in development and yeah. you know being in this in the seat. Um, because I know I know I'm all about opening, like you pointed out, I'm all about opening the door and getting the right people in there so that they can keep making more and more and more. Wow. It makes my job easier doing work with the same people as long as we keep growing together. Wow. I completely relate with that because, you know, uh, I have I have received so much DMs on Instagram as well that, you know what, because of your podcast, I cleared my interview and because of your yeah. podcast, I learned how to create a resume. So I completely relate with that, that when someone gives a credit, it it's like, uh, you know, a sweet tingle in the stomach yeah. and a blush yeah. on your face. And I'm, I'm pretty sure like they are not looking at us, but it still makes us feel so happy. And, uh, you know, I, I completely relate with that. But let's go ahead in the show. Like I have, sure. as I told you, like I have good questions for you. One thing which I really wanted to ask you and that was like you joined MTV in 1998, okay? Mm -hmm. And let's say after a couple of years or maybe after one year, you somewhere became a casting director or maybe the mm -hmm. casting person. And, you know, these are the careers and obviously MTV had has, has a reputation, a very good reputation for its shows. So, you know, this is the time where most of the parents feel like, are you are you at a good place you know what i mean right so you chose a creative career for yourself and that was somewhere debatable for a parent what what did your parents reaction uh when when you joined mtv and became a casting director oh yeah that's a really interesting question i um yeah because i i took a step back yeah when i was a database programmer working at Credit Suisse First Boston, a big bank, for example, it's a lot easier to say, you know, uh, yeah. well, first off, I'm, I think I was getting paid like $65 an hour wow. plus time and a half programming. So uh, I paid for two years of two years of, of college in that one summer working at Credit Suisse First Boston. Uh, and then I was at MTV for 10 years. Uh, I paid off my student loans after five and then I saved up for the next five and I was able, able, able to buy my first place. Mm -hmm. I think for my parents though, um, it was easy for them to accept MTV because I, I had found success in a really unique way. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't really anyone who was reality casting or no one, I don't know. MTV was new. MTV was just about 19 or 20 years old when I started working there. So okay. um, there's a change of staff, you know, there's a change of staff when I was there. Uh, a lot of the people who created the network were still working at MTV mm -hmm. in the 90s. Um, by the early 2000s, a lot of them had left. Um, uh, so I think for me, it was e a little easier because it was MTV. It was on television. I had a staff job. I had stock in Viacom and CBS. I had money going into my pension. Um, so that it was a very different, you know, a job as opposed to a freelance creative right. where ironically, so when I left MTV in 2007 and started my own company, that's probably where my parents were like, are you sure everything's okay? <laughs> you don't want to go work for like one of the big companies that just pays you. You see how much they paid you go back and get paid more. And I thought, yeah, yeah I'm, I got it. I'm good at 
I'm good at uh, standing up on my own. I left my house to go to college when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I never came back. I was that. I was one of those students who I worked in the summer, whether it was in theater or at a bank. Um, mm-hmm. I just sort of like wanted to get out. Um, I'm the oldest. So I want to say that, you know, I'm the oldest of four growing up and now I'm the oldest of six. So, uh, and we all went in very different paths, but I was lucky. Okay. I was lucky to, um, to have parents that, that didn't really push me. Um, but that being said, I went to school with, a, I wanted to go to school. When I went to school, it was with a music scholarship for singing and cheerleading. And uh, my major was psychology. What I ended up leaving in was uh, a business degree in arts administration. So theater management or management, like I learned contracts and, and social media and I'm not social media. I wish mm-hmm. uh, PR and press releases and things like that. Um, social events. I learned uh, it's funny to think of. Yeah. So I was lucky. I was lucky, but also MTV, you know, was such a force back then. Um, and I, I worked at a small network called Fox News that just came out as well um, uh, in the 90s too. Um, and mm. that was a meaningful show because I got to tour the country. But I was always working with safe people. The only time they ever got really nervous was when I was at, at, at MTV for Y2K in Times Square <laughs> when, <laughs> when that went off. But other than that, everything everything worked out. Are you kidding? My parents come to MTV all the time. They hung out. <laughs> they know everyone. <laughs> Wonderful. Know. But, you know, uh, especially, I, I don't know about the other countries, but uh, especially in India, uh, like, when you change the career, okay, yeah. parents are like, you know, you, you can't do that, you know, that's, that's the first statement which comes out of their mouth, you know, like, if they I have, hear you. yeah, uh, because if they have paid for college, they have paid for like, you know, huge amounts in college, uh and nowadays you know education is really expensive as well and sure going towards a completely different path and all of a sudden they say like you know you you are not doing it right you you have to think over it and obviously that comes out of concern i yeah. do understand that and but, experience yeah and experience. <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's the big card which they play at the end of the discussion like i have seen more years than you so yeah you know but what would you like to say to the parents maybe all around the world or maybe from india for the people who would you know who are trying really hard to get into a career which they love but uh, you know due to these circumstances they can't really switch the career and they are stuck somewhere in the place where they don't like it but it's giving them good money so no they're just doing it yeah, but and the same for me, by the way, I, I, I was at a job where I was, I didn't like it, but I was getting good money. But do you know what I did? I came home and I took out an ad on something called Backstage, which is what allowed me to, so I'm a computer, I'm a computer guy and I'm working a computer job. I come home one day, I don't like my work. I took out an ad on something called Backstage, which is where actors and, and models look for non-union work. And that's where I got 700 submissions. My first, my advice to the students who are looking to, th- to take this leap is um, uh, move quick, speak, you know, loudly, uh, move quicker than you speak, I guess. Um, right. I didn't wait for the approval to, sh- 
to then go into casting, I took matters into my own hand. I set myself up and in success, I was able to step into something as opposed to letting go of something like a job or an opportunity that I know I'm, pay I'm getting paid for, especially if I have responsibilities to a family or, you know, rent student loans and these things. Um, uh, so, so working on my power, working on like what I want, what I need to do and what I want to do, not what I can do, but what I need to do and what I want to do, that, that to me is really important. And, and I, I'll say this to the parents out there whose children are looking for creative opportunities. You're, you know, there are so many platforms now for us to have a moment of visibility. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are plenty of, you know, I think, plenty of stats out there. Vera, Vera Wang is a big designer here in the States and she makes wedding dresses. She didn't make her first wedding dress until she was 40. The guy who plays Indiana Jones, he was a carpenter until he was 30. He didn't even audition for, you know, he didn't have his first break until wow. his 30s Harrison Ford. So, you know, I think that there's something to be said with experience. Um, and that can be limiting sometimes um, based on our experiences because of the level and speed in which things grow. Um, and uh, sometimes it's, for, sometimes I wanna, I'm kind of going back and forth on this conversation, looking again at the, at the students, at, at the creators who are looking to stand out, you know, it's not necessarily going to be your job to help your parents understand, understand what you're doing. You just need them to support what you're doing and know that m even people in your industry aren't probably going to understand, you know, what, what you're out there doing. So I, I wouldn't spend energy trying to get people to understand why it's important. I would use that energy to show them what you're capable of. And, you know, if, if that makes sense. So I'm not asking for approval. I'm actually, and, uh, culturally, I understand the difference also. So I want to be really mindful of that also. I mean, I am talking about, you know, here in the States, but by the way, where um, neither of my parents had um, a degree. So I, I was the first person in my family to, you know, to get a college degree or to finish college. Um, so, uh, and I, I created my own journey. Um, and I also, I have to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think part of it is, and cause I'm, I come from a very, very lower income family of four and like, so I have, um, I had a hard time using coupons um, as an adult because I used to have to use food stamps in school and like the kids would make fun of you for free lunch and like you were the poor kids. And when I was in school, they would like make us line up first. So like everyone knew who the welfare, you know, they're the welfare kids. There's right. the families that are falling apart is kind of like what it felt like. Hmm. Um, I think part of, of why my parents was supported me was because um, I was a very responsible teenager. Um, if I'm constantly asking for money and asking for opportunities from them, then they're going to feel that um, I'm not capable of maybe surviving or doing things, you know, on my own. I, I had the opportunity to to show them that. And for the parents out there, I'll say it this way. If your child is looking to get into the creative arts, the best thing you can do is build their self-esteem building their self-esteem is better than anything that you could do regardless of 
your experience or your opinion on on the matter and building someone's self self-esteem helps give them stamina to break through barriers that they need it helps them from staying away from the dangers Hmm. more more likely than not it helps them from staying away from the dangers the pitfalls the bad relationships and the bogus people that are out there it it helps them stay away from those opportunities that comes from self-confidence that's something a parent has the ability to bestow and teach their children and and being confident in an audition you know being right. to, 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 to know that your son or daughter or child is going into a closed room with an adult and that they are in control. And I really, that's powerful. And that, that comes from self-esteem. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of external things that happen, but the self-esteem is a thing that um, I have to work on, to be honest. <laughs> I say this because <laughs> I, I, my self-esteem was challenged as a kid. And um, as a result, I talk, I over explain things because I used to hold, you know, uh, emotions in. So now I, there's a little bit of a people pleaser in me too. You know, um, you'll say you get it, but I'm not done until you're smiling ear to ear because I just, I want that emotion, you know, that emotional connection. Um, But I think that that would be my advice is to really, to, to, to worry less about the industry that we're going in Mm -hmm. to know first and foremost, we're going to completely change how we've been communicating with each other on this planet. And also we're going to completely change how we work with each other on this planet. So right now we're in America, we're in this like creator economy state and um, everyone in the world likes to use this word virtual assistant. It's like a weird kind of thing. Like it's like, um, it almost feels like an insult almost to be honest, but it's an excuse. Like, uh, we don't, you know, they're virtual, they're, they're virtual assistants. And so I'm working with people, you know, I could work with people outside of my territory and it's acceptable. It's like, they, even though, to be honest, my virtual assistants are my CMO, my COO, Jennifer, shout out to Jennifer, shout out to charity, shout out to hero, shout out to my entire team that does not live here in the States that runs my day to day and helps me expand i mean i tell them all the time i say people ask me my virtual team and the virtual assistants i'm like i have a virtual team but not i would not call them assistants and um there's a there's just this like um you know it's like they're trying to make it socially acceptable and and i say the same thing about being creators you know like they're happy to pay us but we're creators so it's the creator economy so Hmm. they're giving us permission to pay creators i don't need permission don't pay me (laughs) And and then you see whose media has reach, you know, when, when long is the day, but, but self-esteem is something that's going to help, help you get through those ups and downs. Um, and, uh, and regardless of any industry you're in, it's mm. one of those transferable skills that is, if you got it, you're lucky. If you got to get it the hard way. And I had to relearn it the hard way, you know, in my forties, yeah. self-doubt came in and I started questioning, should I really be doing this? And, Right. Do people really want this from me? And I, you know, you might think like, why would you say that? I'm like, well, because I stopped casting on TV. I started showing people how to be, how right. to find fame and leverage it. I, I stopped, I, you know, I stopped doing what everyone told me they loved me doing. Now what I get to do is make people famous. And then TV networks are like, why didn't you bring them to me? And I'm like, because you're not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full well, of love. Like we need to more love and empathy in, in this content, right. less hair pulling and all that stuff. <laughs> wow. You, you, you just have said the fantabulous answer. 
uh, you know, for this question, because I have asked this question to a lot of other people on this podcast itself. But uh, I must, uh, you know, confess that this one was the most fantabulous one. And you mentioned about love. You mentioned about empathy. But the most important thing which you give to people is also respect. And that's what you're doing. So, you know, love, empathy, respect is, you know, something which people do crave for. And once they get it, they also give it. And, uh, you know, if if that becomes the whole arena, uh, I think the world is going to be a different place. Uh, So, you know, great job, uh, Vin. I really appreciate what you said and I really feel your words. And I'm pretty sure that we are going to be connected for a long, long period of time. Yeah. Of course, if you would agree with that. Anyways, uh, you know, going ahead (laughs) with the show. It has been a wonderful conversation till now. And, uh, but you know, every wonderful conversation needs to end. But before ending this one, I would ask, I would like to ask you one last question over here. Sure. And that is, if people wants to get connected with you, if people wants to get in touch with you and, you know, learn more about you, how can they do that? And also you specified a link for IMDb and awards and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, so audience, don't worry about it. I'm going to mention it in the description. So you're just a click away from the entire guide. Uh, so don't worry about it. I got you covered. Okay. And yes, please, Vinny, uh, please share how people can get in touch with you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that, by the way. Uh, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I'm very happy to connect on LinkedIn. That being said, I'm, I like hanging out in the five-star review section. So my recommendation would be if you've been listening to this podcast, if any part of this has connected with any anyone out there, uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing after recording this, by the way. So by the time this hits air, you'll already see my five-star review. But join me. Like, let's leave Eddie a five-star. Let this be the episode that gets you to say thank you for whatever it is that you get out of this. And I, I want to ask you to take a snapshot of your photo with on your phone and post it, right? Because if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, did the tree ever fall? Like, we can <laughs> give him the five-star review. But I want to share that five-star review, too. And I also want people to see that I'm recommending him. I want it to come from me. I want my, I want my life and my world to see where I'm pulling creative energy from. So I will meet you all in the five-star reviews. Um, Say hi to me on LinkedIn and check out Eddie's notes um, in regards to the links to where to find um, over a hundred awards that I think are worthy of winning. By the way, I also have 50 creator platforms that I tell people that they should sign up for. I put my name on a list and if a brand wants to find me and if a brand finds me on this list and they want to hire me, I make it very easy for them to do it. And I sometimes can make $300 to $3,000 a month, depending, or $5,000 a month, depending on the opportunity. So plenty of opportunities out there. I've got you covered. And Eddie, I hope I get to come back because we've got a lot to talk about. Thank you for this. Yes, I'm definitely sure that you're coming back on the show. And, uh, you know, it's it's really a wonderful conversation. It has been a wonderful conversation. And believe me, I haven't smiled this much uh you know <laughs> ever since i guess okay so Good. It has... it's contagious go do something with contagious. it go share that smile <laughs> of course of course i'm going to do that so thank you so much 
for sharing your wisdom on this podcast and uh, with that being said audience thank you so much for listening to this entire show and if you feel that this podcast and this episode adds value in your life then make sure to share it with your loved ones because personal development is for everyone thank you so much once again this is aditya mehta along with vinny patastevo signing off from this episode see you in the next one till then peace out